You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. What is going on? Welcome back, everyone. That's the Lesson Podcast. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary. (laughs) I always say Jill's name first, even though I'm Mary, because it's alphabetically correct. (laughs) I know. Would it sound weird if we say Mary and Jill? It probably wouldn't, but in my head, yeah. J comes before M in the alphabet. <laughs> so when I write emails, I always sign it Jill and Mary. That's funny. And it's an inner struggle because I'm like, but you're writing it. So maybe you should put your name first. <laughs> but fun fact about me that you guys probably didn't want to know. I had a nickname growing up and it was Vocabulary. Because Ooh, and it is very true. <laughs> I it's love still, It's still a perfect Name for you today. I love it. So I just, I have to go by the book on grammar. Mm -hmm. She's my my editor for all things. I'm like, hey, can you uh, marify this? (laughs) Hey, vocabulary, will you marify? (laughs) Can you marify? (laughs) Then we can post. Okay, thanks. Um, So stepping out of our tangent on why I say that, welcome back to the show. We're so excited to be in your guys' ears, regardless of what you're doing. Maybe it's laundry or showering who knows or running yeah walking it's very interesting to think of all the places people listen to podcasts and we are loving seeing where you guys are listening to our episodes so thanks for joining us again last week we talked about expectations expectations concerning like the teen parent relationship yeah and today we're gonna kind of flip it on its coin and talk about expectations from teen to friend. Like societal expectations. Mm -hmm. Jill and I have the privilege of working with a ton of girls. So we get a lot of intel per se. Um, It feels like we're like the middleman almost because we hear things from the parent perspective and we hear things from the kid perspective. So we're in a really interesting position to be able to talk about this. And in particular right now, coming off of something we just hosted called Camp Social, where we talked a lot about life lessons with the girls that were part of our camp. One of the girls, we we make them do goals, right? So one of the girls' goals throughout her time at camp with us was that she wanted to learn how to trust herself more. And I just thought that was so interesting in like putting myself in her shoes, back in her shoes. Yeah. It's like we're we're um, going back into time. And like wondering if I trusted myself in seventh, eighth, ninth grade. And the answer resoundingly was no. <laughs> and <laughs> and what what also is interesting, another girl shared 
her goal. And it was around always being herself, no matter where she was or who she was with. And that to me spoke uh, like that was seven year old or seven year old, seventh grade Jill. And I mean, still to this day, I'm I'm constantly having to make sure that I don't need to perform. I don't need to put on a show. I can be me no matter who I'm in front of, but it's been years of work to have me feel so confident in who I am. Yeah. So when she spoke, I was like, oh, I feel that. But it's it's funny how different their shares were around their goals, but how parallel they actually are. Right. Because I can go back to seventh grade Mary and ask myself the same question. Was I myself? And again, the answer is a resounding no. And if you could have been, would you have trusted yourself more? I mean, I would have loved to be enrolled in conversations that made me think of if I did and if I didn't, ways to be able to. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said that because sometimes I feel parents put the expectation on us like we're Mir- magicians we're miracle workers <laughs> and we just we have this magical wand and ooh, and all of everyone's problems and limiting beliefs and doubts and fears go away and that's not true what i love is that you wish you would have had these conversations earlier in life to then help you maybe think through a decision all the way to the end and its consequences versus just a knee jerk i'm going to make a decision because I want to fit in. Totally. So I think our first point in this conversation is to start having important conversations with your kids earlier. And I'm not saying, I'm not making the assumption that you're not having important conversations with your kids because I know you are, but it's beyond that. It's the conversations around values. And this, this is not your family values. You can have values as a family, of course. Um, things like no phones at the dinner table, together time, vacationing, like all of that. Of course, you want your kids to embody that as well, but they are also an individual mm-hmm. who needs to have individual values. So let's say your daughter loves sports, like she's a really great soccer player. So automatically you assume that she values athleticism, but that's like an overarching goal, right? What does that break down to? What are the skills? What are the behaviors in soccer that she's attracted to? Because I guarantee what she's attracted to within that will break down into her friendships, into her working relationships, Mm -hmm. with teachers, with friends, like all of that. It's pretty parallel to the rest of her life. It's like the saying, like attracts like attracts like Mm -hmm. values attracts values yeah so if your daughter has a great group of friends it's probably because like they both share similar values yeah and looking back at me when i was that age i had a ton of different friends because i didn't necessarily know what i was attracted to in the values department. Mm -hmm. So if you can start having those conversations earlier in order for your daughter not to be like the statistic that is, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything type of the way she shows up basically, Mm -hmm. rather than just expecting her to know it already. Right. Oof. Yes. That goes back to us allowing our kids to stay at home and cook themselves 
dinner and take care of their siblings when we've never actually shown them that. Yeah. So we need to show them what values mean. And sometimes her values are not going to be your values. She might come up with something kooky and you're like, what? Why do you, why does that matter? But you cannot discount what matters to her now. It might be fleeting in the future mm -hmm. or in a couple of days, but as opposed to questioning her, get curious. Why does that matter to you? Well, what is questioning her going to do to her? Mm. Shut down. Yeah, it's going to make her gonna, question herself 100%. as well. And she's going to shut down and be like, wow, the person, like the one person that I thought I could share anything with. I love and trust the most. Right. Mm -hmm. Is now not believing who I say I am. Yeah. Which can honestly, this is a really big responsibility being parents. It can make her question herself for the rest of her life. Right. These minute interactions, these minute reactions on your part could make her question herself for the rest of her life. Yeah. So once they've identified values, once, once they've had conversations to allow their daughter to understand more so who she is, then what comes next? There's like a co-creation phase, I feel like, like enrolling her in this conversation, opening it up to values, having it together, creating it together and being like on each other's team. I think that spills out into the rest of your relationship. Well, then this is where the friends piece comes in. Yeah. Is when she can understand your expectations, but she was a part of the conversation. It's almost like when your your child is younger and you say, do you want to wear the blue shirt or the green shirt today? You don't give the rest of the rainbow. You get two choices. Well, you can co-create the same way with your daughter by giving her that choice. Well, and on the flip side of that, you could say you're wearing the red shirt today and have the, the kid has a meltdown because they oh, don't want to wear right. red or whatever it is <laughs> that they have a meltdown for. That's like more of the authoritative parenting set style. of parenting yeah. styles. Whereas if you are giving them options, red versus green, red versus blue, you're setting them up for success to co-create in every relationship is what you're saying Absolutely. then in the future, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Because as adults, I don't want my husband to walk in and be like, don't do that. Or I'm the boss. I'm going to tell you not to do this, that, or the other. As adults, we're not going to take that very well. Mm -hmm. Isn't that called micromanaging? I mean, yes, in certain circumstances, it sure is. <laughs> or being bossy. Nobody likes to be micromanaged. No. So if we're doing that to our kid, we're not necessarily setting them up for success in other relationships in their life. True. So it's that co-creation around rules, expectations, what's going on like during the day-to-day -day, mm -hmm. for them then to make smart choices to trust themselves to be an individual and be okay with that yeah or create the space too of saying i'm always here for you when you make a mistake because also they're teenagers they're bound to make mistakes to help them learn to help them learn lessons to not do it again in the future but if we can have as parents or caregivers give the girls a space to say, hey, I want you to come back to me when you fall down. We'll figure out why and talk about it without judgment, without making you wrong so that you can do better next time. 
Well, and that's such an interesting point because I think when things go quote unquote wrong or somebody fails, like we're very in that moment, whether it's we're judging, whether we're reacting, whether we're mad, wh whatever the emotion is around it, we're very short-sighted as to what just happened. But the reality of it is your response to that situation is going to set her up for success or failure in her future when she is an adult mm -hmm. and she is making her own decisions independently. She's going to go back to that interaction and feel a certain type of way mm -hmm. about what happened, right. which is why we want to set them up for success based on interactions that then happen with friends. Because as we were having this conversation with our girls over Camp Social and I put myself back in my seventh grade shoes, I can remember countless interactions, very small interactions with acquaintances, friends at the time that like painted the picture of who I was then for the next 10 years, like an identity that I put on because mm. I was looking to fit in or I was looking to step up to somebody else's plate. Whoa. I know. Imagine if you had these conversations like, well, I mean, we've, t we've, we've been talking about it. Having these conversations sooner, you might have thought a little bit differently about maybe standing up or pushing back someone else's belief of you versus adopting it or that identity or that tendency to say, no, I'm going to do Mary. I'm Mary. This is me. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Your opinion isn't going to matter in five days, I'll never, five years. Oh my gosh, I won't remember you. Yeah, I won't <laughs> even remember your name. But for a seventh or eighth grade girl who doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. have the tools in her tool belt to distinguish what's important and what's not, that is why these conversations are so important to have with your kids the earlier the better. Mm -hmm. So you're not making the mistake of assuming that they already know what's important to them, therefore how they will respond given yeah. certain social pressures. Absolutely. I'm just thinking like the power is in our hands as parents. Do not give the power away to their friends who have a heavy influence over your daughter. If you're going to give the power away to somebody, give it to your daughter. <laughs> 100%. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's interesting that, and I can recall back a few times too, when I was told to go do something as a teenager and it was so against what I believed, but I did it anyway to fit in. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Just to impress somebody else. Right. And we do it as adults, obviously. But as adults, we obviously have that fully developed frontal cortex to where if we're well equipped enough, we can question that decision mm -hmm. and make a better one next time. Yeah. And that's exactly why we can go back to this over and over and over again, why mentorship matters. Yeah. Because Jill and I have walked this line. We've been influenced by friends' expectations and it hindered us. Mm -hmm. It either hindered or helped. And a lot of the time it hindered. Right. So that quicker path to learning something happens within mentorship, within listening to somebody who's done what you've done, who's been where you've been, so you don't succumb to those social pressures, those expectations that are wrongly placed on you. Absolutely. And start to actually believe that that's who you are. Well, and unfortunately, like the person placing the expectations on you doesn't know that they're doing it either. No. They have no idea the power that they hold over who you could become and why. Right. I mean, literally, I was listening to the radio 
on my way over here today. It was today I had a light bulb moment within these conversations we're having in Camp Social. And it was a song from when I was in middle school or high school. And for those of you who know the song, it was Nelly Furtado, <laughs> Timberland, Promiscuous per- Girl. Promiscuous Girl. And that, I wore that song as a badge of honor in high school. Mm-hmm. And I thought. Did you even know what it meant? Yeah. Oh, okay. Totally. Oh, I did. Oh. I knew what it meant. But it that wasn't was just like a my hot rebellious beat? phase. Totally. I was going you against or Nelly. Them. I was Nelly Furtado. <laughs> And I feel like this is important to talk about because the influences, the expectations that don't just come from friends, they come from music, movies, all of these things that tell us what to be, how to be it. I was embodying that Mm. at that point in time. So that was my ringtone in high school for probably a good year. Wow. And I thought to myself as I was driving over to your house, why? Mm -hmm. Why did I love this song so much? So I went a little further down memory lane and I had a conversation with a boy when I was in probably fifth or sixth grade at this point. And this is when you start noticing that you're having feelings for the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Like you don't necessarily know how to respond to it. Yeah. Um, And he asked me if I was prude or not. And on the phone, I had no idea what the word prude meant. Mm -hmm. I automatically said no. What are you talking about? Right. And you're like, what does that mean? What did I just say no to? Yeah. Huh. And immediately after getting off the phone with this boy, I looked up the word. Yeah. Found out the definition. And from that moment, I didn't want anybody thinking that I was quote unquote prude mm-hmm. as if that would have mattered to anybody but myself. Right. So that one minute interaction for me painted a picture of of who I was and how I showed up in the world for the next 10 years of my life. Isn't that wild? I don't even remember this person's name. Yeah. And he influenced me based on what his expectations of a girl were. And what? where did he get those expectations? Like I said, probably a movie. Oh, for sure. A website. Well, and music. Think about it now with Snapchat and... Mm how easy it is that images and text disappear. Oh, totally. I mean, we hear it all the time with the girls that we mentor of what boys ask them. Hey, send me over this. And it's like, excuse me? Where'd you learn that? Where did you learn that? They learned it from somewhere. Yeah. And this is our point that that first step that you need to take as parents to make sure you're equipping your daughters enough not to fall victim to those expectations Mm -hmm. is by having the conversation with them about what they value. Right. And Mm. you probably have said it time and time again, but continue to check in. Oh, 100%. Because those boys, I'm sure they're great. They have great families. I'm sure that they were raised in good homes. Maybe some didn't. But we can't just assume that one conversation is going to stick with them for the rest of their time in high school. Or it's going to be enough. Or that it's going to be enough. Even if you get the eye rolls and the, because you're going to, you already know it. Like (laughs) this is the prime time of when your daughters are seeking individuality. They're going to push back against authority. They're seeking autonomy. And unfortunately, they love you the most. So they're going to be their most vulnerable and 
rude self to you because that's where they feel the most comfortable, mm -hmm. that's when you have to lean in more because it's not personal. It's not against you. You're just their punching bag at this point in time because they're literally trying to break out of the skin that they're in and figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. But you don't want them to figure out who they are based on that one question that somebody asks them that then paints the picture of who they are for the next decade because that's that's exactly what happened to me. And you'll hear this in so many episodes, just warning you now, this is what makes Jill and I great mentors. Because we've walked down this path, we've succumbed to social pressures, uh -huh. we've, we've lived into other people's expectations right. time and time again. We've made the mistakes, we've fallen our, on our face in several, on several occasions. Mm -hmm. So that when girls say or they're embarrassed or they're they're afraid to actually say what they're feeling or experiencing, it's like, no, no, we've we've been there. And it's you okay don't have to be afraid, and you don't have to feel alone. Yeah, all of that to say, there's going to be expectations placed on your daughter, not just from the relationship between the the two of you, but everywhere, in order for her to not. I mean, she's going to fail, but in order for her not to fall and fail over and over and over again and wind up not knowing who she is later in life, right. have those conversations. Co-create what that looks like with her. And you guys got this. We're excited to hear what comes from taking action on the steps that we just talked about today. So with that, everyone, enjoy your day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.